Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio and the V-Sporto Network. And, and it might be Labor Day today, but uh, I'm working hard for you. And so is uh, my brother, the skinny. Brought him on to uh, help recap what we saw over the weekend versus Akron. Let's go ahead. Welcome him on. Skinny, what's up, man? Oh, uh, not much. No, just a little different uh, feeling here with football season here. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to get right into it with what uh, we saw on Saturday night. Um, you know, I guess just uh, uh, general impressions, uh, first of all. Uh, did it? Did the game go how you expected? Was it? Was there anything out of the ordinary? I I don't know if I would say how I expected. I mean, I I, I think the result was probably about what I expected. I think how I got there was uh, not quite at all what I expected. I mean, especially when you when you look at that first quarter and a half on uh, offense. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. Hard to complain about the. Uh, 41-3 victory, so. Yeah, and uh, they definitely took a little bit of uh, time to get on track, and I couldn't figure out if it was a matter of just being out of sync to start off the game or maybe Akron doing something that they weren't really prepared for. I mean, did you did you notice anything? Well, no, I, I don't know. That certainly seemed to be the uh, line from the coach after the game, but I, I, I don't know. I, I find that a bit hard to believe. I mean, Maybe that was part of it, but it's still, you know, you're watching, you know, whether it's St. John or, or whomever, they're on the line, you're just kind of getting beat one-on-one or maybe missing an assignment. Whatever it was in each play, it just, uh, they, Akron was definitely getting penetration, uh, which was um, obviously very concerning. Yeah, that was, uh, if there was anything that I think uh, had everybody, uh, you know, somewhat uh, somewhat concerned off after the game, obviously that was it. It was that uh, the play of the offensive line. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I guess I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think is going to happen going forward with the way that that group is uh, playing? I mean, you know, there's a lot of youth there, and so I'm wondering if it's a case of them just needing to kind of uh, take some time to gel and just just get out there on the field. I feel like the offensive line was really overlooked for most of the offseason. And, and I just want to say that I think when you asked me my number one concern on offense, I think I did say offensive line. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> you know, I, th- this whole and, – and I'll say this about the offensive line, and I'll say this, I think, about this team. And I'll compare it to, like, what I will say the, the – the 2006 Rhett Bomar, Paul Thompson Sooners. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't think they're going to be quite that bad early in the season. Um, but but if you remember back then, and there's one thing I realized on Saturday night that I, I, I think, I for whatever reason, I probably should have, but just didn't. like This is a really young and inexperienced team. And I, I have a feeling that this is going to be a team 
that will will start off kind of slow, but but I think there's some talent there, and, and I have to, I think this team that by the end of the season will be pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of the way. Uh, that's the way I look at, it, particularly just there with uh, those struggles up front. But uh, we can get back to that. Uh, you know, I think that the the big the big thing uh, nationally that everybody was wondering about was Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, seemed like a pretty good debut for uh, OU's new quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to find uh, a lot of criticism there. Um, well, again, it is, you know, I. And I kind of think this about being did it. It's a whole lot about you know what I thought about Mayfield. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it could have been certainly a lot worse, right? Yeah. So, um, but in terms of, of exactly how good he's going to be, I you know I still have my doubts, but but it was a nice first step. Yeah, you know, I thought that uh, you know watching watching him at Texas Tech. I I wasn't really blown away, and it felt like uh, you know a lot of times then he was uh, he was making the kind of throws or attempting to make the kind of throws that you know made me think that uh, he had a little bit too much confidence in his abilities. Uh, I I didn't see as much of that on Saturday. He seemed to really kind of take what was there, and I can really only think of one pass where I saw where it really looked like he forced it and nearly threw a pick. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I think, and then, you know, I know it was mop up duty, and I know it was, well, but you know, I don't know if you you hung around for the uh, Trevor Knight's couple of drives there, but you know, it just you, you watch him play, and you think, it, it, like, some things just never change. Uh, yeah. You know, he'll look great and then throw that pick, but um, I, I don't know. To me, it was just it, it seemed it seems like the coaches have probably made the right choice here. Yeah, yeah, and I think that as the season goes on, we'll probably find out more about Mayfield's limitations. Um, you know, he, but I, he he seemed to operate the offense really well. And on top of that, I think that it's one of those things that's kind of hard to quantify. But the team really seemed to respond well to him, and I thought that that was part of that was one thing that uh, really I, that I definitely noticed uh, in, in the way that they they kind of. Uh, kind of played for him if that makes sense it does and you know it seems like that's kind of been a big fan rallying cry for, for a while now is that this is the guy that the players like that people you know he, he has that energy or whatever about him and, and sometimes i think that's overrated and sometimes it's not and and maybe in this case it, it's it's something that really does work in his favor yeah i, th- I think so so uh and then obviously the uh and the the other big story on this one was uh, Joe Mixon. Everybody wanted to see uh, what he was made of, and uh, he certainly didn't disappoint. Agreed. You know, it, it's interesting though. Like, um, you know, obviously I would have liked to have seen a little more from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sounds weird when you you know you have a guy go over you know for over a hundred yards and have a nice long touchdown grab, but um, he certainly showed signs of why he was so highly recruited and, and why people think so much of his ability. Um, and I think he's really going to be a tool, especially, you know, if OU's going to struggle running the ball between the tackles, uh, having a guy with that kind of versatility, uh, you know, I think could be be a huge weapon for them. Yeah, you know, watching, there were a couple plays, you know, watching the uh, replay of it where, 
uh, you know, OU was able to take advantage of, uh, you know, catching uh, Akron trying to cover him with a linebacker, and I mean, you know, and and him him making big plays. You know, you're you're right to a degree because that. <laughs> The long touchdown catch he had, you know, you don't want to minimize him as a touchdown and everything, but, I mean, he was wide open on a blown coverage, you know. So uh, it was kind of one of those deals where you didn't see a ton there. But uh, the athleticism, the the ability to catch the ball, the backfield, uh, I mean, that was all there. And then, you know, the other the other thing that was nice watching him is uh, Mayfield did a good job, you know, kind of distributing the ball to uh, all the different players out there and, and really kind of getting everybody involved. Yeah, isn't that like is, that's a, a refreshing change from last year in particular? Uh, um, you know, where it seemed like it was the P Ryan and, and Shepard show, and, and after that, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I guess that's another point, you know, just to sort of bring. I mean, there's definitely more weapons out there, um, you know, f- for Mayfield to kind of leverage, and uh, w- which is very nice to see. Yeah, um, you know, I was really impressed with Jarvis Baxter. I mean, it, for one thing, and I, and I pointed this out, it says a lot about the job that Norvell was doing, kind of getting his guys prepared, that Baxter was able to pretty much walk in off the street right before camp started and uh, win a starting job and get out there and, and, and make plays. I mean, he's he's clear, he's, he's not your average walk-on by any stretch, but... Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of those guys, it feels like now, I mean, you know, we, we see kind of why they, they aren't on the field. Yeah, you know, it, it, exactly. And it's like, you look at guys and that, you know, and I know they say quick was, uh, was suspended, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is what ended up happening. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of like you looked around and it was like all those guys, like the Austin Bennett's of the world. It's like, uh, you know where did all those guys go? But uh, you know, obviously they've gotten they've gotten passed up, and um, I don't know. It's interesting because I know Norvell was so popular, but but just as a as a developer of talent, um, clearly was uh, wasn't cutting it. Yeah, you know, Deron Neal looked good too. You know, as guy he that did, really, didn't he? yeah, that really he'd really uh, kind of under underperformed under Norvell, and uh, you know, Meade, Meade got out there, and made some plays. So, all in all, uh, you have to be pretty happy there. Uh, let's talk about the other side of the ball. I'm really hesitant to uh, make a lot of uh, kind of sweeping, uh, you know, conclusions about the defense after this game because. I mean, gosh, from what I saw, Akron offensively was just so, so bad. Uh, yeah, agreed. I mean, you know, again, I guess it's the kind of thing where you can look at it and say, well, you know, uh, it could have been worse, right? They, they could have, you know, they could have come out and shown really poorly, right? But, the, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't. And um, But, yeah, that's, that's not much of a test. And, uh I am with you. I'm hesitant to um, hesitant to come to many conclusions based on this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're if you are if there were any really nice uh, signs stuff to take away, uh, I thought Charles Walker played a really really nice game, and so did Charles Tapper. Both, uh, you know, they're both real disruptive there. And you know, and I think linebackers too. I mean, yeah. I, um, I I thought they played pretty well. I mean, secondary. I, there, I don't think there's a whole lot you can you can you you can glean from this game. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Jordan Thomas made some nice plays out there, though. 
Uh, of course, you know Zach Thomas. Uh, pardon me, Zach uh, Sanchez got caught peeking there at uh, that one time in the backfield on the double move. But uh, all in all, he played pretty well too. I still worry about the safeties. I thought um, you know everybody kind of talks about that big hit that Hatari Bird made, but he still seems to kind of have um, have a hard time covering a lot of the field to me. Yeah, that's such kind of an overrated play. I mean, yeah, it looks nice and everything, but a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, and one thing that I, I think bears mentioning, uh, you know, for you know, before we uh, kind of wrap this part of the show up, but um, I thought that Austin Seibert, uh, you know, handled the punting and the kicking really well. And, uh, so, I mean, that was one area that I was really nervous about because when you lose two kind of long time guys, you know, you don't really know what you're going to get, but man, I thought he was nails. Yeah. It, it, uh, there's definitely no complaints there. I mean, um, he was, uh, I'm totally on board. Definitely one of the, uh, definitely one of the highlights, uh, for OU from that game. And then, you know, one of their special teams things. I think I mentioned this already. That that just scares me is the is this is the punt return game. I, I don't know. They've got to do something. I, I they can't. I mean, Shepard is good enough back there, but it just feels like he's just you're just waiting to watch him get kind of you know creamed out there. And on top of that, you know, the fumble didn't help. Uh, Mixon had some trouble back there. Uh, you know, fielding the ball at times, fielding it cleanly. And on top of that, all the penalties, they, they've they got to figure something else out. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'd assume you're probably going to see somebody else back there on uh, on Saturday at, at Tennessee. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because, like, Shepard seems perfect for that role. Um, not only because he, he's good with the ball in his hands, but, uh, you know, a, a pretty cerebral player. But, like, so something's in his head about, like, uh, like you know, he he lets balls go when he shouldn't, or then uh, I don't know. Like he just seems to struggle. Yeah, I I don't get it either. Yeah, I I don't get it. But uh, maybe they'll hope. Oh, I'm assuming that we'll see somebody new. Hey folks, want to take a quick second to tell you all about our new sponsor here, SeatGeek. When you start looking for your tickets, check out SeatGeek. Uh, it's the best way for fans to save on Oklahoma football tickets, and it is 100% free. The SeatGeek app aggregates tickets from major ticket sites online and then puts them all in one place to make comparison shopping for tickets easy. Uh, Think about Kayak.com for sports and concert tickets. So when you're ready to buy your tickets, you can snag a great deal right from your phone with just two taps on the app. There's really no better way to find Oklahoma football tickets this season. SeatGeek also has technology called DealScore that calculates what every ticket in the building is worth and whether the price you might pay for that ticket is a good deal or a bad deal. Uh, Good deals are represented as big green dots on the map. Bad deals are shown as small red dots. That makes it easy to see at a glance which tickets will save you the most money. No other ticketing app has features like this. Uh, This week only, use the promo code Sooners in the SeatGeek app and get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. It'll take less than a minute to download the app today. So to redeem your promo code and save $20 on tickets, Download the free SeatGeek app and enter the promo code SOONERS in the app. SeatGeek will then send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. So download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SOONERS today. The SeatGeek app is your ticket to Oklahoma football tickets. Now back to the show. 
You're listening to the Blatant Homerism Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Kenny, uh, and uh, joining us is my brother, the Skinny. We're talking about Oklahoma's uh, big win over Akron, first game of the season. And uh, now, we're, though, we're going to move ahead and talk about uh, the upcoming game this weekend, traveling to Tennessee. Uh, first game I believe that, that I can recall you playing in Neyland Stadium. I uh, haven't looked up the actual stats on that. But, uh, you know, in general, it's kind of funny. Bob Stoops took probably I, – I was actually able to watch his press conference today. He probably took five questions at it about playing in ten, at Tennessee and, and the, the atmosphere and the size of the stadium and everything. And by the end of it, he was just like – it was really odd He was because he was like – I mean, we play at big places all the time. I don't understand what the, all these questions are about. Well, which is a fair point, right? And, and also, um, what, do you know, we're like, was it, was it, because I didn't get to see it, but I, I saw some of this on Twitter. Was, was it national media or was it the local guy? I think it was mainly the local guys, although I know we also got a question about it during the Big 12 uh, morning teleconference, which might have been uh, a national writer, but I think it was a lot of local guys, you know, which, which well, made it even more strange. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, these guys have enough experience with Bob that you, like, I, I know what they're going at. They want that quote to be able to, to write their story, right? Mm-hmm, but yeah. I, I think they know enough to know Bob's going to give them a, a pretty coach speak kind of answer. Yeah. And then, like, you're just, he's not going to give you what you want. Uh, I, and I know it's probably frustrating as a beat writer, but. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, it so was, I'm guessing they were just trying to get it. They were trying to get it out of them somehow. But. Yeah, it was clearly something they were working on. You know, where they were trying. They clearly had the story kind of uh, already written in their heads, and were, right. were just trying to finish. <laughs> but I mean, like you know, they're asking. He said something like, "They're like, what, what do you know about the stadium or whatever?" He's like, "Well, I think it's on a lake or something. I'll probably take a look at that, and then I'll be in and out of there. I don't plan on. I won't be sticking around or anything." <laughs> I mean, it was just like it was really, really strange. You know, he's like. You know, uh, when we show up to places to play, I don't look around and see like half-empty stadiums out there. I mean, you know, we're, we're they're always full. So, uh, you know, I mean, you look at all the the you know other kind of uh, atmospheres and places they played. I mean, Florida State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Alabama. I mean, since he's been there, I mean, these are these are big-time programs. <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's. That part of it was just was just really strange. On top of that, I think Tennessee's lost like nine games at home in the past three years. Yeah, they haven't exactly been stellar at home. But I mean, and I'll say that I I have it's one of the places that I have been to a game, and it's a great place to see a game. And it's um, uh, it, you know, it is a loud uh, atmosphere. So yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it should be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, I know I I haven't had a chance really to study Tennessee uh, too in depth. I mean, have you given them much of a look yet? Not really, no. I was able to catch, uh, you know, maybe five minutes of the uh, Bowling Green game on uh, Saturday. Um, you know, and I know Bowling Green has a pretty decent little offense, but they, they, were, they were definitely able to move the ball on um, – on Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, they had some real big plays in the passing game, so that uh, is something to keep an eye on. But, you know, the thing, again, that scares me, though, is going back to the off- OU's offensive line. I know that uh, Tennessee has a really nice pass rush. They've got a lot of really good young guys there, and uh, uh, that could give Oklahoma some problems. 
Exactly. And I mean, I, I, you know, I say, but like my, you know, and I know everyone's excited after this win, but my, my biggest takeaway is that that's going to be a struggle for OU all year. And, and can uh, Lincoln Riley come up, you know, come up with some ways to, to help out Smart P. Ryan and his run game, um, you know, by doing, by being a bit creative offensively and using the pass to kind of maybe open the run up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that, that you, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you, you know, if I'm P. Ryan, I. It, I think a lot of it, again, like they said, was kind of dictated by Akron's game plan on defense. But you know, he had to have been pretty frustrated because there just wasn't much there to uh, to for him to run through when it you know when he did get the ball. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's. I, I was just after the last night, or uh, Saturday night's game. I, my first thought was he's going to finish the season with with half the rushing yards he had last year. Yeah, just the the way it was looking. Yeah. The, hopefully, they'll figure something out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the national stuff that happened. Did, was there anything like, I, I mean, that really caught your eye? I mean, you know, it, it was kind of hard, you know, watching the night games because OU was on. Uh, oh, by the way, what did you think? Of, did you watch the uh, pay per view broadcast? Did you watch the stream it or? I, well, I, I yeah, I did the stream. Um, so, but I but so but with no sound. So. Oh okay. Was it, it just wasn't working, or uh... well, okay, well, so if you really want the backstory here, uh, we were trying to watch multiple games at once, so we yeah. went to uh, the lovely Buffalo Wild Wings down the street because they uh, they uh, have Wi-Fi oh, and yeah. uh, you know they can get all the games. So I was actually just watching on an iPad in Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh man! Well, I hope you got some uh, some of those hand spun wings. Maybe a little chicken teriyaki or you know, oh, yeah. the the garlic the par- garlic parmesan. Don't worry. Yeah, four uh, kinds of sauces we got. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I streamed it here, you know, it's funny, I, I mean, I streamed it through my phone, and I have an Apple TV, uh, so I was able to mirror it on there and watch it on my TV, I mean, it looked really good, you know, I mean, I know they had a lot of issues, I think, back in Oklahoma, uh, people who had, uh, you know, ordered it and just, it, you know, weren't, I, I think Cox Cable, maybe, is who it was, and Tulsa got overloaded and, and wasn't able to, a lot of people weren't able to get it. Uh, but I mean, for me doing the stream here, uh, I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty. Uh, I mean, it worked great, you know. So um, yeah, no issue. Yeah. So um, so, but you were able to watch the other games. You said so. Uh, what else stuck out? I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming you watched uh, Notre Dame and Texas. Yeah, and uh, oof, man. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I think that's probably where I go first. I think. Uh, I think Notre Dame's pretty good, but I think uh, Texas is just awful. I mean, I just, uh, and I say that now, and then the Red River will probably lose down the Cotton Bowl. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, I mean, boy, quarterback. I mean, you just name it all, all over the, across the board. They just look in at. I mean, because I'm watching two games at once, so I was really glancing up at, at when big plays would happen, and, and you know, guys are. For Notre Dame, or just run down the field with nobody within ten yards. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't just that they were out man; they, they they looked poorly coached. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, part of it you wonder is was how at what point did the defense for Texas just kind of give up because uh, sure. uh, uh, they were so 
bad on offense. Um, yeah, I just it, it's it's amazing to me, and they, you know, I don't think I I put a lot of that on strong. I mean, I realize that Sean Watson's the offensive coordinator and everything, but they don't seem to have any kind of plan or vision for what they want to do on yeah, offense. Yeah, there's no identity, right? I mean, yeah. it's just. I mean, you know, yeah. they they talked about how they wanted to go to more of a spread up tempo kind of thing, but then they're running the same plays that they were running last year, just at a faster pace. You know, that's not the kind of that's not the way that you you know. I mean, Strong was talking about how you have to do that to attract talent and and uh, you know compete in the Big Twelve, but that's not how you, that's not the way you do it. I mean, you have to actually run the spread. I mean, I don't. I don't see, I mean, you know, you have to kind of at some point put that on him for not making, you know, something of a, you know, some, make, doing something in the offseason. If he wants to play that style, you know, you can't have, you you have to hire somebody to come in and install it, you know? Yeah, no, oh, I, I totally agree. Uh, anything else to catch your eye this weekend? Yeah, you know, I thought uh, you know there are a couple, uh, couple games out there. I mean, looking around the rest of the Big 12, um, you know, I'm interested to see more out of West Virginia. I really didn't get to get hardly, you know, see much of that at all. And I know Georgia Southern's uh, quarterback was out. Um, but, you know, I mean, that Georgia Southern's a pretty well-coached team. It's a good program. So for them to, to skunk them 44 nothing is, is uh, pretty interesting. Um, you know, I wasn't as uh, down on TCU for how they played against Minnesota. Um, I thought that, uh, you know, I mean, that's a, you know, you open the, open the season on the road on a Thursday night, you know, or against another power five program. Um, you know, I, I, I still am, am, you know, selling on their, uh, on their stock and then, uh, Baylor man, defensively, they, uh, they've got some, some things to work out. Yeah, definitely. And you know, then I, I guess I thought nationally, you know, obviously, uh, everyone was talking about it today and, and on Sunday, but you know the, the Pac-12 certainly didn't show up uh, this weekend. Uh, Stanford, in particular, I mean th- that game set football back 50 years. It was uh, I don't know if you saw it. But I, yeah, oh yeah, how no, boring. Yeah, oh, and I picked Stanford to play for the national championship. I couldn't believe it. I I don't know what I was thinking, man. Watching that, uh, how can I mean? Part of it is, you know, I mean, they're so they're so kind of just blah quarterback, or or I mean, I mean, Hogan isn't as bad probably as everybody makes him out to be. I mean, the guy I think did play play in, in a Rose Bowl, but I mean, good night. That was just awful, man. It was atrocious. Yeah, and, and you know, again, I think we're gonna. I mean, I hate to sit here and say everybody's bad, but yeah, you know, but the SEC, but. uh you know, I I think the Big Ten was very unimpressive as well. I mean, you know, you, you struggle to make too many conclusions on week one, but boy, yeah, they, I I didn't see much. You know, outside of Michigan State, and we'll see here about Ohio State, but oof. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, you know, well, I guess though, I meant to ask. I'm assuming that Chicago was just a buzz after the uh, Northwestern win, huh? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Town got painted purple, I'm sure. Oh yeah, well, you know all the ones with the purple lights on the top, and uh, yeah, no. To be honest, I, I don't think I heard one person really mention it. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> so not surprised, man. Everybody just heads back to the dorm, you know. 
I don't know, orders uh, orders some Papa John's or something. They're not even in class, are they? No, that's yeah. the other thing, yeah. Yeah, well, interesting. Well, uh, Skinny, man, I'll let you go. Uh, you know, uh, thanks a lot, man, for coming on and everything, though. I appreciate it, man, especially on uh, short notice on a holiday. Yeah, anytime, man. All right. Thanks again to my brother, the Skinny, for coming on to uh, help us break down Oklahoma and Akron. Uh, join us later this week when we'll have uh, Patrick Brown from Tennessee and on to uh, help preview Tennessee, talk about their uh, opener. Uh, for the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.